Guys, it was a massive, massive night on Thursday night, the mega investor night. Um, over 100 people turned up, and we're going to take you through exactly what we spoke about, the most commonly asked questions in our business that we get asked all day, every day. Stay tuned. Billy Bob. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. You? Good. Have we got our email slides in? Negative, which is a bit of a shame. Oh, well, let's, um, how's your weekend? Yeah, good. I was pleased to see um, New South Wales put on a show last night against Queensland. I hear it tied with one of the best results of all time. So I was sitting next to a friend who was like, I'm going to put 50 bucks on some bloke to score a try and New South Wales to win. And he won 250 bucks. And I was like, if only I was a betting man. Far out. I, look, it was a really good, it was an exciting game. It was an exciting game. And um, it's going to put us on the edge of our seats for the next, um, for the final. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, it's, it's, um, it's good. It's good to see. So talk to us, buddy. Today's today's topic's pretty exciting. Today's topic is a pat down. We're doing a strip search of the mega investor night. <laughs> so it was big. It was big, eh? What a success. I mean, thank you to you and Lisa putting it on. Um, everyone that I spoke to absolutely loved it. And then we even had you know messages coming in afterwards saying what a success and what a fantastic night it was. Um, but... Events are back for Sydney. I think that's the, the best news that I've had in a long time. It seems like it. The restaurants are open. The events are back. Um, and definitely, I think I think um, uh, Vivid was a really good testimony of that, wasn't it? Just all those, seeing yep. all those um, people around in the city. It's just huge now. So I think weddings, spoke to a friend in weddings and things like that, and they're they're, uh, they're pumping as well, so all the functions are pumping. So, so could be the end of COVID. Well, I didn't hear a word about it on the night. There was no mention of COVID, no mention of, wow, it's really busy. People were just stoked to um, be together, have some good information, some good food, drinks. You know, it was it was a really good night. What was that? What was the highlight for you? Um, do you know what? I, I was thinking... I'll, I'll double back to that in a sec, but I was thinking to myself, like, I don't know why people turn up to events when they can just get it online um, information or whether they can Google that information, but people still like one-on-one quality. Um, I guess, you know, you can go see a doctor or you, or you can look it up on Google. It's just, it's a different experience. You can study for a degree yeah. on a computer or you can go and sit in a class. It's, it's a richer experience um, going to events like this. My highlight for the night um, was mixing up with people, just all, all like a lot of my favourite people in the one room, just yeah. having a chat, having a drink, having something to eat. We had the Mexican food truck. How popular. That was, that was cool. That was really popular. So 
I was running these like little tacos out everywhere, just trays of trays of them. People were grabbing them. I thought it was great. That were good. All right, um, legend. But a few a few little slides that I'm going to bring up on my phone, and then we can go over um, some surprising ones for me. Firstly, like what does it look like home ownership in Australia? So let's just let that focus. I one in six own an investment property. So one in six Australians own an invest property. That was one stat out of the night. More than I thought. More than you thought. Okay. Yeah, yeah, to be honest, me as well. Me as well. Um, One in 50 own two investment properties. Less than I thought. Okay. I still think that's more than I thought. I... I um I didn't realise. Oh, here we go. I think our slides have just come through. Hot off the press. The problem is they look. Luke was there. Luke, Luke Brainy. Was Did you get to meet Luke? Yeah, of course. Billy, Billy I said Bob? to Luke. I said to Luke. Oh my God, you're you're not in Queensland. <laughs> Um, cause yeah, I didn't actually realize, um, so one in 50 and two investment properties. We'll just do it off the phone. Um, there's another visual for you. Yeah. One in 500 own how many investment properties? Four. Four. So if you've got four investment properties, you're doing quite well at that stage. You're a bit of a unicorn. Yeah. Yeah, that's you're big. A bit of a, yeah. But like uh, I was saying on the night, it's, it's also balancing lifestyle as well. I think, you know, you don't, you know, chasing money and not having kids, not getting married and not sharing life, good food and experiences is no fun either. So it's sort of got, everyone's got a different balance of, investment properties, enjoying themselves, family, that sort of stuff. So it's, yeah, it's an interesting juggle. Another um, another key point I took away from the night was active income versus passive income. Yeah. Balance, balancing the two. That's something like, you know, everyone's trying to master, right, as they go through life. Yes, and I think as you... As, when you're young, your active income is is pretty is pretty much the only income. Um, yeah. And as you get older, then you balance the active income and the passive income. And as then as you're old, then I think you rely on your um, your passive income a lot more. Uh, and that passive income would be you've paid off that investment property and you've got that rent coming in for the rest of your life. That's passive. Active would yeah. be. 40, 50, 100 hours a week, working like a dog. Well, I think that puts it into a bit of a visual for you. Yeah. So that's where it starts off, identifying what stage of your investor lifestyle you're in. So you start off on that front part. What's that front part? Say if you push in a little bit more, Billy Bob. That's the accumulation stage. Okay. So... 
Uh, there you go. Younger so investors you have a lot of time until okay. retirement. Say it again. Younger investors have a long time until retirement that can afford make it a bit bit riskier growth orientated investment decisions. So that's your accumulation stage, 20 to 35, when you start accumulating wealth, then you move over to your next stage in life. So if you just tuned in, this is what we're talking about, what we, uh, we're doing a bit of a, bit of a, what do you call it, a, a um, pat down from, from the investor night that we did. Preparation yeah. stage, morning, Michelle. Preparation stage, that's preparing to retire. It's a 30, 25-year period and what does that say on that investors in their peak earning years will have a greater capacity to save and invest yep so you're at your absolute peak earnings and um, that's a few and i think the kids are a little bit older and that's when you're banking it banking it banking it and investing in property and investing in passive income with your active income and, then and next one retirement stage that's not you yet, is it, Mark? Yeah, screw you, Billy. Um, so this is the part where uh, where you decide you just don't want to work that hard. You just, you know, you 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 know, the key, you want to play with you. This is the I want to play with my grandkids and keep working, but I don't want to just work stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I like. You haven't, even, you haven't even started on any of those three. It's true. Yeah, you were you were on the bottom of that of that under what, twenty. What's what's the under twenties? Just living life carefree. Yeah, probably just at like functions like Thursday night, just drinking too much and going missing. Yeah, causing yeah. havoc. Yeah. 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 Which wasn't you, but it was uh, one of your guests. Yeah, it's true. Absolute havoc. Um, we, we talked a little bit about stamp duty, um, the changes there, interest rates, whether it's still a good time to be buying. I liked this little um, infographic. That was, you know, puts help put things into perspective for everyone in the room. You, yeah, you I'm a big fan of this. Yeah. Tell us about get, Billy, Billy Bob. Well, I was going to say, you, you gave a really nice snapshot. I was wondering if you wanted to do the same again. All right. So in that last half of the graph, um, you've got three booms. Those booms were property booms where there was tremendous graph capital growth in a really short period. And the reason I wanted to illustrate those booms is because I also wanted to illustrate the busts. And a lot of people at the moment and people's biggest concern about buying now is what if I buy now and the market shits the bed? So they're saying, well, you know, I don't know, I'll wait and I'll wait and see what happens. See what happens, it's here what's happened in the last property booms. It's here what's happened in the last three property busts. So yeah. if you go back to 1950, that was a hectic, you just saw arm, mate. If you go yeah. to 1950, that was a hectic uh, growth period. Can you get that arm up again, mate? 111%. At 111% there. So what a, what, a, what a phenomenal boom. But the most important thing is you can see below the line of a boom, the bust, 
the bust sat at about 18 to 20%. So after the market doubled in only one year, the market then corrected only 18% to 20% the year thereafter. So again, when that was what that was a really big boom. Then when you go through the next boom, what that was 89, 93, um, yeah. just pre-recession there. That's right. And then you can see the market corrected afterwards about five or ten percent across Sydney. And then the next boom, how much did that boom in that period? Where the circle is? 29, 29%. 29% a year. And then if you go through this property boom, what percentage did Sydney do, the whole of, whole of Sydney in uh, one year? 22. And then it it's so when you're worrying about where it's going to correct, I think you can confidently say when you see in the media that the market's going to say in some places in the media they're suggesting a correction of 20, 30, 40%. Um, yeah. That would that would historically break any low record that we've ever had and i think it's probably a little bit undeserving because we haven't broken a boom record uh, you can see some of the boom records there yep then some of the other points we we did just a little brief um you know a brief little update as to how as to where we sit on the property cycle um you got a doorbell in the background. Yeah, I didn't know we had a doorbell in the office. Um, <laughs> yeah, the cycle, the cycle is yeah. a bit of a, um, a bit of a, the circle of life. I call that circle of life. Every you were saying ten years is your average. Sometimes it can be fourteen years. Sometimes it can be seven years. But it's always the same circle. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Employment, inflation. But yeah, there was a there was a lot of info in there. It was all recorded on um, Novak Live um, Facebook, so if you did miss it, you can watch it back. We've also got some slides available um, in much more detail, which you can have a look over, uh, which were on the website as well. Um, but yeah, cracking night. I think it's a uh, I think it's awesome that events are back. Giddy up Thursday night. Um, go back to Thursday night Novak Facebook if you want that information. Yeah, we've got a couple of comments here. Anything? Just a couple of mornings. Good morning, everyone. Hey, legends. All right, what's up for the week, Bill? Um, I had a really good had a really good Sunday um, with open homes, a couple of appraisals, so a little bit more work to be done there, um, and hopefully get a couple of deals done. We've got some really nice property on at the moment. Some exciting stuff. And by the way, I've now named, after 20 years, I've now crowned a new best restaurant in Australia for Mark Novak. Can, can it be announced? It can be announced. It was crowned last night, officially. Um, my last favourite restaurant for the last 20 years, 25 years, was Ashmore's Steak and Seafood in yep. Queensland. Ashmore's Steak and Seafood. It's a thousand-seater restaurant, and it's yep. a cracker. Big, big Greek restaurant, but they did like Aussie sort of steak and seafood. I'm going to roll the drums, Mark. Drum roll. Yeah. What was that? 
Roll the drum. Yeah, hit What's again. The What's the new one? The new one is... Still... Yes, no. Mystery. This, this um, is suspense. <laughs> suspense. Um, Silver. S-I-L-V-A in Petersham. So, and it does world-famous chicken, yeah? It's a chicken shop, but when we got there, we sat down within a minute. It came out garlic prawns in the in the pot. Nice, yeah. Garlic bread, bread. Then came out octopus. Then came out um, a big skewer with beef. Then came out lamb cutlets. Then came out chicken from the chicken place with his bread. Then came out proper chips, round chips, hot potato. But so they look like they look like crisp, crisps, but they were they were thicker. Beautiful. Yeah. It's worth a try. So Silvers, Silvers. It's I think it's a Portuguese chicken shop. It's right next to Frango's, which is an iconic shop in uh, Petersham. If you're the best, that's the Mark Novak number one restaurant in Australia, taking the title after 20, 25 years of my last restaurant. This is my one. <laughs> that's huge. But it does much more than chicken. It's the best. All right, that's everyone. <laughs> well, that's it, buddy. Thank you. Thank you as always. Good start to have the a week. Great, Blue skies. Have a great week. Blue skies. Awesome. See you Love later. Ya. See ya. Bye.